Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to something completely different. No, you can't say that. I can't? No. No, I can't do a Monty Python reference? No. We just had one of the Pythons introduce our podcast. We did, we did. That was Mr. Michael Palin introducing the podcast. And this Nobody is... expects Michael Palin. Oh, no, no, don't, no, no. His chief weapons are We are the podcasters who say need. No, stop. Don't, don't do that. We've just, no, no, we're better than this. Uh, we're better than this. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll step up. <laughs> Welcome to step up. Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance this is episode 35 35 that's an awesome number you know what i like about 35 it's seven times five it, that's pretty good it's also <laughs> five times seven uh, supposedly and mathematically yes it is 35 is the sum of the first triangular numbers first five triangular numbers so that uh, makes it a tetrahedral number is the first triangular number one yes that doesn't really count it's more of a circle but no, no, but it's 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 the top of the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Pascal's triangle, guys. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's one plus three plus six plus ten plus fifteen. Well done. Yay. Three. One plus three plus six plus ten plus fifteen. It's thirty-five. That makes it a tetrahedral number. All right. That means it's a three-dimensional number. It's pretty cool. I like that. It's tetrahedral number. People think about this and go, "Well, what happens if you add all the triangles together?" Don't, don't move the mic around. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, good point. I stopped waving my hands at it. So people say to themselves, well, if you add all the triangular numbers together, then it becomes a tetrahedral number. And you're, yay, mathematicians and nerds, and I love you very much. Um, and it's a semi-prime, but we talked about that last time. A semi-prime. Hey. It's a semi-prime. So you can go back and it's listen to it. It's a flaccid prime. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, but go back and listen to the last podcast. So Michael Palin, huh? Thank you to Girl Clumsy for getting Michael Palin to say that to us. You couldn't pay for that. You couldn't buy Michael Palin introducing your podcast. Yeah. So you just have to... People are always so nice about it. Like, just anyone, you ask them to do it, and they do it. Well, almost anyone. There was one person who didn't. There was one person. There was, yes. Moving on. <laughs> if you want to know, send money too. Uh... <laughs> Here's a question. Maths. It exists. Well done. No, 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 I'm no, on no. fire. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't preempt the no, 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 no. <laughs> Maths. It's always interesting to me. Created by the Greeks. <laughs> Perfected by the Egyptians. The Babylonians were doing pretty well way before that, too. No, they were using the wrong number system. That, no, they... Base 12. Why would, Come on. Well, why is it the wrong number system? Because look how many fingers and toes I yes, have. Yes, yes, true. But, and I can divide my fingers and toes many... by two... Yes. Or by five, five, or by itself. That's it. But that's it. Twelve, of course, is two, three, four, six itself. Now that's a, that's another type of number. It's like a perfect, uh, not a perfect number. It's like an exceptional number or something. Oh, a very lovely number. Because a number I take home to show my mom. You can add up the factors, and the factors uh, add up to more than yeah, its value. Know, yes, one. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so one point. plus two plus three plus four plus six is zero. Even answer. Answer the question. Is, audience is zero even? Is, is zero even, audience members? Or, uh, my lovely, sexy audience and Dan? Is zero even? Go, answer the question, yes or no? Y uh, yeah, wait. Well, it's not odd, but it's not divisible by two. So hang on, so what's the, what's the, so audience members, I hope you all made a decision. So Dan, what did you just say then? It's, isn't it divisible it's, by two? It's not odd, but it's not Why divisible. is it not odd? Because it's not odd because there's no remainder when you divide it by something. Isn't but there's no. But you can't divide. You can't divide it by anything. You can't divide zero. Yes, you can. You can't divide by zero. You can divide zero by things. Oh, good point. So, so, so if I divided zero by five, I'd have five sets of zero. So you'd have you'd have you'd have zero. Zero divided by five is zero. So, yeah. what's the definition of an even number? D uh, divisible by. Two? It's a, well, you can look at it that way. A divisible by two, a number that's divisible by two, or more accurately, it's a number that is a multiple of two, which is like a backwards way of saying what you just said, really. So it's a multiple of two, which you can oh, say it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. it comes out the same yeah. sort of thing. So zero is even. Zero is actually even. Yes, zero divided by two gives you zero. Yeah. And therefore, it is even. Zero is an even number. A multiple, and two times what gives you zero? Zero. Yes, T by zero. So a multiple of two that gives you a number is, is an even number. So a multiple of two, two by zero, gives you zero. Therefore, zero is an even number. 
That blew my mind yeah. when I finally sat down and worked it out. I know mathematicians Does that mean right it's now. Prime? Uh, no, it is not prime. Prime has to be divided by two. Uh, has to can only be divided by two and itself. One is not prime. It, one used to be prime. Something I've learned recently. Mm. One used to be considered prime, but it ruined a lot of people's parties. So and smashed some stuff up mathematically. So they removed one from the prime. They used to say oh, blah 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 blah, but not one. And, and then they went stuff it, and they just took it out. So one, right. so, so two is the lowest prime. So it one's is, now even. Uh, one. <laughs> no wait, I'm getting <laughs> lost. Confused. So two, two is obviously is even. Zero is even, and one is not a prime. But zero is even. That's awesome. Try that at parties. I promise you, you will get beaten up. Beautiful audience. Hooray. <laughs> hey, guess what we can do? What's that? Have abortions. <laughs> well, now? I mean, I, I mean, we what, can't. What I was about to say, Dan, what are, you, what are you implying? But religiously we can. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Take what? a look at Exodus. Let's please do. Because Exodus has a whole bunch of rules in it. Okay, so there's a couple of things. Now, if God doesn't like something, yes. like, really doesn't like it, it's, yep. a, it's, a, it's one he of those... He destroys it with water. It's one of those sins he that drowns it. you have to die and then you get to be judged by God. Yes. So you're, there's a lot of being put to death in I, Exodus. I wonder about that because if he kills you, have you killed, and then he gets to judge you, he already doesn't like you. I don't think he's going to be... It feels a, a bit biased, yes, doesn't it? Yes, I've just had you killed and now I'll judge you. I think you kind of judged me already. Yeah. Just Although maybe mm. maybe it's just like, we don't know what to do, but we can't have this guy hanging yes. around here. Mm. We're going to kill him, Send let him God. God sort it out. Right. It's right. like yeah, it's like tax time, where you're like, oh, just it'll come <laughs> out in the God wash. Let God sort it out. All right, anyway, Exodus. It'll come out in the biblical wash. <laughs> so anyone who strikes a person with a fatal blow... Yes. ...put to death. Right. Yeah. Anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be put to death. Well, it's not even kill them, just attacks their father. Yeah. Wow, I bet parents wrote this book. Anyone who curses their father or mother oh. is to be put to death. Uh, no, I'm, no, come on. Uh, I'm in trouble now. Uh, yeah. Anyone who beats their male or female slave with a rod must be punished if the slave dies as a direct result. Uh-huh. They have to be put to death. Right, so you can beat but, a slave but don't beat him to death. But... They are not to be punished if the slave recovers after a day or two. <laughs> Since the slave is their property. Yes. No, so the, it's their property, sense. but mm. you kill it, yep. put to death. Right, okay. That's a, that's a sin. Don't kill your property. Okay. Right. Okay, now, mm. this mm. is the important one. Yes. <clears throat> okay, Exodus 21, 22 to 25 declares, If men strive and hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her and no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according to the woman's husband will lay upon him and he shall pay as the judges determine. So the fruit would depart from her. Oh, that sounds like an abortion. Yeah. So if you hurt a woman and she loses the child, you are not put to death... You no, it's told... not even as bad as killing some of your own property. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Punching your slaves to death. So really what I'm saying is you do have to pay some sort of restitution. Yeah. But you're not gonna you're not it's not considered a sin. Yeah. There was another one that I uh... quite liked. Is uh, if you if you dig a pit yes. or you uncover a pit mm-hmm. and an animal falls into it, yes. then you have to pay the person who owns the animal, but mm. you get to keep the animal. <laughs> That's brilliant. But who declared, declares how much the animal Oh, God. That's a, you could, it'd be kind of fun. I discovered the best chemical name in the world. H2O! There some, water! There are some funny ones. Yeah, well, that's not funny one. Because there are some good ones in the world. And, and my brain just went, and think of one. You know, why are there so many songs about rainbows? Name one! You know, it's that same, my brain just did the same thing. Um, well, there's that one. Yes. Obviously. Rainbow there's Connection. The Rainbow Connection. Yes. There's the theme song to Rainbow Road from Super Mario Brothers Kart. That's not a... No. That's not a song that about counts. rainbows. No, yeah. Anyway, the point of this is my brain just did the same thing. It went, there are... Red and yellow and pink and just, green. There's no pink in a rainbow! Sorry. I'm Purple sorry. and I'm, orange uh, and blue. Oh, God, it's making me so angry. Kids yell that... They sing that at me when I go I to... I can sing a rainbow. No, they can't. There's no sing pink a rainbow. in a rainbow. Red, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Roy G. Bear, for goodness sake, there's no pink. Teachers are teaching their kids that they're in pink and rainbows. It makes me sad. I'm colorblind, and even I know that there's no pink in a rainbow. Now, according to some people, there's no pink ever. Well, it's te- yeah, it's, it, there's, no, there's no distinct wavelength of light that gives you pink. Yeah. But it doesn't mean there's no pink. That's the silly thing to say. No, I know. Because that's what I said. That was the crux yes. of the episode 
uh, extinction level event. Yeah, there you go. That you made me rename. I did because I made a. Re- I, I had and, such a good. It's the we best will pun never ever. Talk about that pun. Uh, no, no. But you can find it on Stitcher because I don't think it re. re- <laughs> there you renamed it probably. Anyway, this chemical. Yeah. Guess what this chemical is? It's found in mistletoe. So it's a chemical you can extract from a mistletoe. You know what you put above people's head at Christmas time to kiss them? You get put above the head and you go, oh, we're under the mistletoe. There's one above you now. Well, again. Uh, <laughs> why is it on the floor? That's the question. Uh, <laughs> why is it at waist level? <laughs> what's he kissing? Now, it's extracted from mistletoe and it's called, I kid you not, moronic acid. I've heard of moronic acid. You've heard of moronic acid and you never told me and you call yourself my friend. Moronic I have acid. never called myself that. Oh, it can be extracted from a uh, plant and for medicinal applications. It's been used in the development of anti-HIV uh, drugs. Uh, it's called moronic acid. And I kept like, wondering, is it called moronic or marononic? But no, no, it's just moronic acid. And you just go, that's awesome. So the next time someone goes, wouldn't you like to kiss me under the mistletoe? You go, you're a moronic acid and I'm out of here. Is that like drug acid? Because I know some people have been like, take acid all the time, and they love it. Yes. But I've only ever been addicted to base. Ah, that wasn't too bad. That's pretty, I was pretty happy with the way that you, came out. You can end that. I'll, yeah. I'll just judge you here. Yeah, that's probably for the best. How are you and Kylie? Oh, we're not together anymore. Oh, sorry. What happened? She said she needed space. Oh, no. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. I sent her there. Dan. Here I am. Suddenly. No! There's a flash of light. Alright. And you're sent back in time. (gasps) Oh god, all my my greatest fears come true. I don't know how to make an artesian well. I don't know how video cameras work. Oh god, what'll I do? You're out there, so you're somewhere in the past, and you're wondering when in the past. Some when. Some when. It's not somewhere, but some when. Yeah. So you're hiding in the undergrowth. Yes. you start hearing. Do I noise. know how far I've gone back in you time? You don't know. Okay. You have no idea. You just. You know. I do know that I've gone back in time. Yes, you do know. Not you, forward you, in you time. Can t- you can, you there can... are no giant squids patrolling the landscape. Yes. I know you like that uh, sort of future yeah, squid yeah, thing. No, so no squids in the landscape. Okay. So there are squids, but not in the landscape. And you're sitting there, and suddenly you hear a. Mastodons! And your little plastic glass of water which you had in your hand starts to shake with little ripples. Is that from me shaking? No, 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 no. From the... Let's well, say I was sitting on a log then, mate. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. And you, you suddenly go have a horrible feeling that you know when and where you are. Oh, oh, oh! This really bugs me. In Jurassic Park, in that scene, it's like it's really impressive because you go boom and the yes. ripples happen. Mm. But they did that by plucking a guitar string under oh. it. But what happens is the ripples start at the centre yes, and yes. they go out, yes. whereas at Earth Tremor, they're supposed to start from the outside and, and ripple in. They, they screwed up again. It drives me nuts every single time. <laughs> anyway. I mean, you can't... We, we established in last podcast, you can't bring dinosaurs back from the dead, but it's the ripple thing that really bugs me. <laughs> So we're not, that's why I'm not bringing you back from the dead. I'm sending you back to them. I know, I know. And suddenly, a dinosaur enters the field that you're standing in, and it, it, it knows you're there. It knows you're there. And Do it, I freeze? It's a, it's a feathery, feathery Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, no. Well, I'm lucky because those never existed. <laughs> maybe it's not feathery. I'll go, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Leathery skin, and you, yeah, big fine, teeth. Yeah. It, maybe it had, it had, it had oh, some sort of horrible yep. distemper and a skin disease, yep. and all its feathers fell out. So it looks just like you thought it was going to look like. Yay. It's really angry just about temper. it. <laughs> It's not feeling very well. <laughs> I'm the luckiest time traveller ever. <laughs> and it comes at you. It starts to accelerate across the field as you run. And then, of course, well, of course you run. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a... It's not really a field. Why not? Where? Oh. No, no, it could uh, be a field, couldn't it? I do. You can say then grass existed back then, by that point in time. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh, all right. You're, you're talking about the Cretaceous period, so Tyrannosaurus Rex and that sort of stuff. He says, he says, hoping he's right. Cretaceous. Otherwise, he just, made a, he just made an error. Wasn't T-Rex in Jurassic? No, uh, no, that's all. That's all, Jurassic Park is a lot of crap. It should be called Cretaceous Park. No, I know, but... Were they around at the start of the Jurassic? But Ooh, T-Rexes were really late in the picture, and yes, that's and the Cretaceous final one was... Yes, it's, it's a key type. Oh, it's tri- Triassic, Jurassic, and then Cretaceous. Cretaceous, Cretaceous, oh, yeah, Cretaceous no, with a meter right here. Jurassic Park's wrong. 
wrong. We shouldn't. It's just he used it because it was a better sounding name. Yeah, it certainly but, is. But not yeah. But it's in the Cretaceous. You're in the Cretaceous. Shut up. In the Jurassic, it's where he's going. Why am I the last of my kind here at the end of days? Yeah. yeah all right. Okay. All right. So it's a t- it's it's running for it's me. It's running for me across the field. Yes. Of grass. Of grass, which we is definitely would have been grass at that point in time. There was grass at that point. Were there flowering plants? No, there were no flowering plants. You know, can't, there, can't, no, I don't think there are. There, 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 there were some in the Cretaceous. Oh, I've certainly read that there oh, were some, but in the Cretaceous, in the it was Cretaceous. it was it was from a fictional book, <laughs> but a fictional book that was basing itself on. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. I, 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 I I am saying yes that there but, was grass that there was there were dinosaurs yes. and flowering plants right. at the same time. Oh, you know, you were basing on that ridiculous red raptor red or run raptor run. Yes, or blue, yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Well, well, walk of shame me, bitch. I will find out. Okay, the point of this is that you haven't got time to smell the non-existent or existent flowers yes. as you run across the grass. There's a T-Rex after I'm, am, I, am I running? Well, or? Are you running, Dan? Well, a giant T-Rex is running at me. Yes. And it's probably it's going... binocular to... vision, it's looking directly at you. Its eyes face forward. Now, in Jurassic Park, uh, they said freeze. Yes. And it won't see you. So is that what you're doing? No, God, no. Because <laughs> I read Jurassic Park 2. crap. And that's nonsense. It's had binocular vision. They, they, they know um, now from the... So, so, yes, do you take off? Do you run? <sighs> well, it's... Uh, it's coming, man. Yeah, yeah. No time to think. You can't just sit... Uh, well, I, I, I run to Good. give myself a few more seconds yes. to think about what to do. <laughs> Can I, you outrun it? I, I, oh God, no. Can you outrun a T-Rex? No, though, with, uh, as they said in Jurassic Park... We've clocked the T-Rex at 35 miles an hour. Well, that's incorrect. Oh. That's what they've worked out. That's what they think. You might be able to outrun a T-Rex. It's gigantic. That's, but that's not the point, though. This, this, this... And really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, researchers at the University of Manchester, William Sellers and Philip Manning, both paleontologists, have been using a, a computer program that they've designed to actually look at the top speeds of dinosaurs based on their mass, based on their leg gait, based on their... What else? Other things. Their Nike iPad stats. <laughs> Size. Their pedometers. On their stride length, their leg length, their weight, they actually looked at, and of course, modern equivalent animals which had similar sort of stats, looked at their speed and looked at how fast they were travelling. And it seems that the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the mighty feathered T-Rex, could run out I wouldn't run from that. I'd just be too busy laughing. And it would eat you and wipe your blood on oh, the right. feathery maw. So it could run at about 28.8 kilometres an hour. There you go. Then I'm fucked. This, this is the problem. Yes, that's because the fastest. I can't run at 28.8 kilometers an hour. <laughs> the fastest human being on the planet, Usain Bolt, has been clocked at 36 kilometers an hour. I uh, am not Usain Bolt. <laughs> or even close. Could you get eight kilometers? You have to say eight kilometers under Usain Bolt. Surely. Um, no. well, I could. In high school, I could run 100 meters in 13 seconds. You're boned. Yeah, I'm boned. You're boned. We have to do the maths on that one. I'm but deboned. No, you're deboned. But but they're basing that all on the T-Rex's weight being 6,000 kilograms, six tons. Yeah. But there seems to be a lot of recent studies that say that the T-Rex was actually 8,000 kilograms, eight tons, and Ooh. that and that means it would be just under the average human's top running speed. So. I'm still, I'm boned. I'm still boned. But you're you're a lithe kind of True, guy. True, but I mean that's it's walking. No, that's it's running. That's it's flat chat run. So it's, how it, how long can it sprint? We that, we don't know that. It's a predator. Human beings have been known to I mean, the whole the whole uh, exhaustion hunting thing. We run for a long period of time. We well I don't. You have never seen me run. <laughs> no, we ran at the zombie day. That's true. We you, did. If there was a T Rex out there, it would have won. Well, not not then. We would have thrown our, our friends at it and then run away. That's true. Time to train. You only need to run faster than the uh, person next to you. But so here we go. So uh, just, just so people know, the Allosaurus runs at thirty three point six kilometers an hour. The Velociraptor, the mighty Velociraptor, how fast do you think that runs? Oh, uh, two hundred kilometers an hour. <laughs> Close. Thirty eight kilometers an hour. Boned. <laughs> Still boned. And the Com- uh, Comthagnus uh, runs at 64 kilometers an hour. One of the, Super boned. One of the small ones. I mean, the, even if you got in your car and drove down the street, it would still be unlocking a door and dragging you out. In Jurassic Park, they escape one in a Jeep, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Jurassic, well they could have easily got away from a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Uh, but then, what's so saying? It was still a dirt track. To drive at 60 k an hour on a dirt track, you could probably put it yeah. very easily into a tree. 
three. So you probably wouldn't go much more than 40. I mean, you'd be happy. Must go faster. You must go faster. But there you go. Of course, just like Zombieland, get your cardio going, get some running, go, go do the you know, 5K, couch the 5K thing, and uh, get your speed up to... 28.8 kilometers an hour, and when you go back in time, and you know you will, gentle listener, you know you will, you'll be able to outrun the T-Rex. I spend far too much time worrying about what I'd do if I got transported back to feudal England. Pee yourself. That's all you could do. How would I associate myself into society? We like, have no skills. Number one, I'd have to quarantine myself for a while because I've probably got all sorts of diseases that would kill people. I'd be a witch. What, why? Why would you? No, you, you've been vaccinated against them, so you probably wouldn't have most of the ones that would be horrific. Well, no, 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 but I've got stuff that, oh, that, that doesn't hurt me. But vice versa, they'd but, be giving you disease, your body would be like, what the hell is that? And you'd just be doomed as well. Oh, God. So, so you got a cold. So your colds wouldn't be the same as their colds. Yeah. But it wouldn't be more virulent, particularly? It would just be a different cold. Well, what about the Native Americans? Yeah. They really suffered from smallpox and stuff, didn't because they? Guns, Germs, and Steel, which yep. is an excellent book, talks about all this sort of stuff, saying how because of the East-West, and it's only a theory, by the way, but the East-West... Um, Stop moving built, your oh, hands! Sorry. What are you, Italian? I was going East-West. It's very hard for me not to move my You know I move my hands a lot. Anyway, the whole point is Europe is east to west orientated and the people could travel much more easily because it was, it was all the same sort of temperatures and things, seasons and things that happen. I keep wanting to say latitude. Is that right? My thing about latitude? Sorry. Yeah, uh, sure. It's latitude. It's, not, it's probably wrong. I can't... Uh, longitude's the one that's up and down. Oh, good. There we go. That's way back. So latitude, you don't know. This. You're just hoping. You're hoping. No, no. No, oh, no, no. That's, okay. This is the one thing I learned in grade three Phew. is longitude is long because it's from the top to the bottom. Oh. Latitude just keeps going. Just but long actually has a start and an end. Oh, there you go. Okay. So your latitude, so they on the same latitude. Therefore, you get very similar temperatures. So people could move from Europe right across from Russia to Europe. Yep. And they pass all the diseases to each other. But the, the people in the Americas, of course, they're very long north, uh, longitudinal countries. And therefore, they can't they, travel in the same temperatures. They've got to go into colder or hotter temperatures. Ah. They don't travel as much. Therefore, they were more contained. It's not my theory. There's guns, germs, no, and steel. Now, I'm not saying it's right. That's right. But, yeah, it, but yes, you, what would you do? You'd have no skills. I'd be useless. I mean, well, I would have, I, I'd, I'd have some skills. I would know basic hygiene. Which? So I could be... No, 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 but I could, I could probably set myself up as some sort of healer. Apothecary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd, if someone came to me and I could say, well, look, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to wash it, we're going to get some charcoal and, right. and wash Stop it. Stop rubbing shit into it. Yep, I would experiment with do it making gunpowder because that's you'd a powerful have, thing. You'd have no idea. How do you make gunpowder, man? Okay. You need you need charcoal. Yeah. You need uh, saltpeter. Yeah. Saltpeter. Which you make me? by what you do is you get a lot of straw and you pee into the straw and let everyone pees into the straw. Yeah. And then after months and months, what you have down the bottom, the crystalline uh, stuff, is saltpeter. And there's one more ingredient which I don't know, so I'd be doing some experiments for a while. <laughs> you and Captain Lime, Kirk. I think. Is, is lime no, involved? It's not lime. Not involved. lime. No, no. That would be my first go. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of things and, I could and try. Now you have no face. That's always good. No, um, um, but yeah, I'd be a healer. I'd know a little bit about optics. I would love to go. I would go to university. Wouldn't it wouldn't be awesome to go to a university and of that period. Well, they, they'd probably burn you at the stake. But maybe more just like coming into the Renaissance period and going. Actually, Copernicus, <laughs> I think you'll find. And you just be able to drop some mad knowledge on people about yeah. astronomy, about things coming up, things going down, how things go. You wouldn't have to. They'd say prove it. You go. Well, I'm just going to give you the idea. I'm going to tell you about the heliocentric model. Aren't I great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can prove it. I think, oh, wait, that would imply X, Y, and Z. And then they could actually prove it. Ah. And then, they, then, you, then you would be the man. Then you, then, yeah, then the church would have you burnt at a stake or something. Mm. That's the thing. I'd spend most of my time trying to make things better for my township, but trying to avoid getting burnt at the stake. You know what I would... I, no, I, there was no burnings at the stake. Witches were never burned at the stake. Oh, okay. Maybe it happened once. But in Europe, there was more burning. Not in Britain, maybe, but in Europe, there was a lot more burnings. There were burnings of people. Germany and things like that. But not as a witch. Not as a witch, was it? Oh, okay. There you go. The, the other one I'd like to do, and this sounds if I had to survive, going back to feudal or medieval, which is a bit different, but going back to talking a thousand years ago in Europe or where I could speak the language, I'd probably become a priest. I know, and I know people listening ah. to this would go, what? But you're going, you have to be, you can, I can read. I already have, I can copy things down. I, so I can, yeah. and so I can get a useful job. I can proofread things. I'm very, and people wouldn't be angry at me for having the skills of a noble if I was a priest, if I was a monk, let's say. So I could become a monk, not because I believe any of it, mm. but because I would have useful skills to them and they would feed me and I can get fat and have a little tonsured head.
Bantha to Womp Rat 5. I made a fair move. Screaming about it won't help you. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But Greg, no one worries about upsetting me. That's because you don't pull people's tongues out of their heads when you lose. Wookiees are known to do that. Ugh. I suggest a new strategy. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> no. 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 What does that teach him? That intimidation is the solution to his problems? No. No. I'm going to play properly, and then he'll know that when he does finally beat me, he'll have earned it. And he's done it! Chewbacca is the first Wookiee to win the Alderaan chess competition. This is a proud moment for Keishak. We're talking to Chewbacca's coach now. Dan Beeson, to what do you owe this victory? Well, there was a disagreement. But when you want something hard enough, you make it happen. I couldn't be more proud. Dan, you're the eldest, aren't you? Of your... No, not of everyone, no, but... Uh, <laughs> Methuselah! Methuselah! You're older than me! <laughs> Out of your family, uh, out, yes. of your, out of your brood. I am the oldest sibling. Yeah, and I am the youngest sibling. I think it says a lot about Not it. of the same family. No, not of We're the same We're not fa- brothers. <laughs> no, yes, you could point. And I found this wonderful, wonderful study talking about whether or not having an older, being the eldest or the youngest is good or bad. And who's it good and bad for? All right. It's a wonderful, wonderful study. I feel like I'm going to get the arse <laughs> end of this. <laughs> no, not particularly. I, <laughs> I can see why. So, let me, so there was a study done uh, in, it, that's been put into the Proceedings of the Royal Society B. And uh, they looked at lots of church records. Who are you for church records? So Lutheran church records for the 18th and 19th century. So lots and lots of births, deaths and marriages. So lots of really good information. The church is one thing. It's make sure they know who has the money. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Sorcerer of Milk to Table 4. Are you doing commentary on your own? I think I just did. I'm quite tired. Sorry about that. Ah, uh, yes. So what they, <laughs> what's really interesting, it's been discovered that your youngest and brothers and sisters, in one way, uh, have benefited from you being alive. So what they found is that having an I'm oldest... I'm sure they'd agree with that. <laughs> what they found... Is A lot ha- of people benefit from me being alive, baby. Thank you, Dan. What they found is that having an older sibling meant that you are much more likely to survive to reach sexual maturity, if you're the younger siblings, obviously. So if you're younger brothers and sisters, you actually help them to reach sexual maturity. So they survive their childhood. Okay, well, I'll tell you when they do. (laughs) People with older brothers and sisters will reach sexual maturity, more chance. Because you've got an older person who's ready to kick ass and take names in your name. Oh, okay, yeah. So you defend them and you protect them, and you're there to feed them and that sort of stuff. Ah. So, So you look after them. But then they started looking into seeing whether or not having male older sibling or a, a female older sibling was good or bad like what, what, how mm-hmm. that helped so what they found if you had an older brother that's good for both your sisters younger sisters and younger brothers yep. but if you were a girl if you had an older if you were an older sister it would only be better for the boys mm-hmm. you'd only keep the boys alive you wouldn't be keeping oh. the girls alive as much so it seems that an elder I'd brother I'd be too busy touching myself on the breasts that, in, in, yes that's what Good. If I were a girl. Oh, I see. Is, right. uh, yeah, the yeah. old joke. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's well, right. you do if you're a girl, I'd spend all day. Uh, look, just, look, we just move on. I, think, I don't know why you're better. So the fact is, I'll just read this out. It's very important. The fact, the fact that elder brothers... I'm bro- glad something is. <laughs> the fact that elder brothers had a positive effect on both younger sisters and brothers, whereas elder sisters only had a positive effect on younger brothers, could be due to differential sex roles, which could imply that either sex-specific helping behaviours or sex-specific competition, or both. In the study population, offspring are typically stayed at least until their teens in the parental household and participated in various tasks. Given boys usually worked at the farm, their participation could have increased the overall resources of the family and benefited all younger siblings independently of their sex. By contrast, girls had the opportunity to bias their help towards males as they provided direct care to the younger siblings at home. Ah, right. But so that's all great. So you go a younger. But wouldn't they provide direct care to the younger girls as well? I suppose they bugger off. I suppose I don't know. They, they're saying basically boys help families, but both both men and females. But this is weird. So you you're feeling pretty confident and cocky right now, aren't you? As the elder brother, you helped your family, yeah. your family sexual maturity. Well, so you should be pretty happy about that. But then it all goes to hell, Dan. Then then you ruin everything for everyone. No, 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 I, no. I think so, Dan. I think so. So they found individuals with same-sex older siblings. So you have a younger brother, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's your younger brother uh, has the same same sex as you, older sibling, has a lower marriage rate, fewer children, and has children later in life. They also don't live as long. 
Research attribute much of this to the rules of primogenitor, where the eldest son inherited almost everything. So what does this mean over the course of an entire life? Overall, lifetime fitness was reduced by same-sex elder siblings' presence and increased the opposite-sex elder siblings' presence. Oops. So, unfortunately, your younger brother is actually... He got to sexual maturity, but that was as good as it got. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> but, but yay to Shell. There you go. Sorry, John. I'll buy something nice. Thank you, Shira, for helping me defeat Skeletor and Hordak. I am so lucky to have a twin sister who has all the power I do to help me fight percent of the power. What? I don't have all the power that you have. I have 83% of the power. Why do you have only 83% of the power? We're twins! Gifted power to fight evil. Why would a woman only get 83% of the power? I don't believe it. I don't know. Ask the sorceress at Castle Greyskull for an answer. All I know is that you have much more power than I do. Rubbish! You can lift heavy things like me! 83% of heavy things. You can fight enemies like me! 83% of enemies. Your sword is indestructible like mine! Only 83% indestructible. If you crack the crystal in my sword of protection, I cannot transform into my 83% powered She-Ra. Stop saying 83%! You have equal power and opportunities that I do! There is no gender power gap in Eternia! Look, Adam, I have to fight the same kind of enemies you fight, with less power and wearing a short skirt and high-heeled boots. I have to wear fuzzy underpants. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Anyway, after I fight off Hordak, I have to return to the Crystal Castle to complete a whole range of unpaid princess duties, while you get to go and enjoy beers with men-at-arms and Cringer. Cringer! Aha! I have Cringer, but your horse spirit transforms into Swift Wind, and Swift Wind can fly! Cringer can't fly as Battle Cat. How's that for sexism? Swiftwind can only fly as high as the glass ceiling, Adam. Oh. Look, if you think everything is so honky-dory and we are equally powered, then you won't mind swapping swords. Um, uh, no. Uh, th that's okay. I... I believe you. No. Let's swap swords now. I'll take your sword and you take my sword of protection. Go on. Uh, no, uh, no. For Ethereum's sake, give me your sword. Hey, give that back. For the honor of Greystone, I am Hero! Please give me back my sword. I, I don't want to be She-Man. I have a new segment. Hey, everyone loves our new segments. They do. We've had lots of people write in recently saying how much they enjoy our, our change of segments. Oh, good. So, sorry, that came, Do they like too much that, information? That came across slightly... I realise it came across a little bit um, patronising. I hope <laughs> that people are doing, are doing that bathroom thing with the stool thing. The I hope they're thing. not. No, but you are not... You did not apply yourself to that situation scientifically. No. You had a very emotional response to that. Well, no, I, no, I just didn't want it. No, uh, it wasn't that, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I didn't have an emotional response. I just didn't want I to. Didn't, it wasn't emotional. No, you wanted not to. That's the problem. <laughs> you should write that on a shirt. Okay, new... <laughs> It's you not, wanted not to. It's, it's, not, that, it's smart, not that you didn't want to. It's that you wanted not, not to. to. Smartenough.org. <laughs> That's actually not bad. I'd buy we'll it. see whether the uh, whether the audience decides <laughs> uh, agrees with this. I, I suppose I should at some point provide shirts for them to buy. That's good. Or, or oh, some sort, yeah, some sort of freaking store. Okay. New segment. New segment. <laughs> it's called Babies Are So Dumb. Oh, okay. Sell me. Babies are dumb. As posts. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't, what did I say about preempting the music? <laughs> don't play me off. 
Babies think that they're invisible when you hide their eyes. Yes, yes, some of them do, yes. They think that they, 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 think they can't be seen. Mm. And Cambridge scientists have been researching this. Mm. Now, most children think that they can't be seen if their eyes are concealed. And that's like up to the age of four. <laughs> and so you cover their eyes, they think they've gone invisible. Oh, cover their eyes? Yeah. Oh, okay. They I think, think they've gone invisible. You cover uh, your eyes, yes. they think you've gone invisible. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, the game Peekaboo. Yeah, yes, and yes. you hide your eyes, you go, Peekaboo, and you go, oh, you're back. And right. you hide your eyes, and they go, they're gone. And you open your eyes again, you go, oh, they're back. And they giggle, they just, they just laugh. They like, love it. They laugh like a drain. It's weird. You go, what? It's not that funny. But okay, thanks for giving me the props. That's good. One thing they did in this study is they gave these kids mirrored glasses <laughs> so they could see through the glasses, yeah. but people looking at a kid could only see their own reflection. Yes. Now, out of the 37 kids that they tested, only seven of them actually understood the concept. Mm -hmm. But out yes. of those... Because babies are dumb as posts. Dumb. <laughs> babies are dumb. But out of those seven kids who got the concept... Six of them thought that they were invisible, that they couldn't be seen. So they walked around just pretending that just doing stuff they knew they'd get away with, like like stealing wallets and like shiving another kid and that sort of stuff. No, they weren't smart enough to do that. All oh, right, babies <laughs> are really dumb. <laughs> no concept of revenge. Now, the thing is, they said so. So, what's the mechanism? Mm. Like, how does that work? And they, and they were like, I don't know, because they're dumb. Mm. And they said, but if if you cover your eyes, you've gone invisible. They go, yep. They go. But can I still see your body? And they go, yeah. So what's oh so, so they've dissociated oh, their body from, from themselves. Them. That's, really, that's that whole mind body duality thing coming in. Yeah, they're the little man inside their head, as, as if there's a pilot inside of you, inside right yep. now. Because most of the time when you think where you are in your body, most people will say that you're behind your eyes, or because that's vision is such an important part of the human animal. Mm. So we sort of think of ourselves as inside our head, yeah, just, like there's a little man driving. Yes, us. yeah, that, that little version of. But it. who's driving him? No one, Dan. That's a stupid. <laughs> but so that's the whole. That's why we think there's now, no body mind duality. Just vision's very very strong. Now we've had this discussion occasionally we... to some extent. I don't think there's anything as such as free will. Oh, I see. And yeah. you and you and you sort of support that notion to some extent. Yes. We've never discussed it on a really scientific on a podcast level. Yeah, yes, and yeah. we, I don't really want to go into it right now. We could because it's it, quite a big one. Yes, it is. But I. There's people say, just, oh, just I get... very quickly, just go very quickly. I will go into one little bit because they say that there's no such a free will because they're, 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 a lot of the research show that if you put uh, sensors on the brain, so if you say uh, at any moment you can pick up that cup that's on the table at any moment you like and then you go and pick it up, they can actually show that your brain made a decision to pick up the cup before you knew you made the decision to pick up the cup. Mm. My problem with that study, that's the big study, went, ah! and mm -hmm. I went, problem with that study, because they're saying, because that's just your subconscious brain starting to make a decision. Once again, it's like saying mind-body duality. You're saying conscious brain, subconscious brain duality. It's still you. It's just your subconscious you made a decision and then told the rest of you what it was doing. <laughs> That's like saying your subconscious isn't you. Yes, it is. I think that it all comes down to how you experience it. And mm. I think that people who go, oh, no, there's definitely free will, mm. feel like they're that little man driving the machine. Right. Whereas so much of the time I find myself doing stuff and going, where did I get here? Why did I make these decisions? I never yeah. feel like I'm in charge. I feel like I'm riding a, a, a roller coaster. Yes, More I than suppose, driving a car. Yeah, I suppose so. That, if you want to look at it that way, I can see why you're saying the whole free will thing. But still, I think that, that it still came from inside you, these things. You're just not aware of the decisions being made. So I think the free will... Wait, what is the... Then that's not free will, is, is it? But no, no, that's, this, is where I, this is where I have the issue with it. I, everyone seems to define free will as a conscious thought from the conscious mind. And I think that what you're saying is, well, I, I'm breaking it into deterministic and non-deterministic. And, and so maybe it's just the, the words we're using here. Yeah, I think that maybe. parts of my brain are, are making decisions about, it goes, I want to have sex with that cup. And then you go, no brain, no. And, and so there are decisions being made in different, different, um, different... With a... Cup? Well, I'm just saying that these are weird things that get thrown up by the like brain. Like a slender glass? Or no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that brain throws up oddness, and the other things dampen the oddness down. In the end, you get like a bell curve of decision, which is what peaks and goes into your consciousness, and you go, "I will drink from the cup, but not have sex with it." I, I, I so you, you made a conscious decision to say yes. I'll use having sex with a cup as a demonstration. And you're telling me free will exists. <laughs> anyway, babies are dumb. I've got a new segment. Another one. Didn't it, we just do a new segment? Yeah, I've got a new one. A new, new segment. It's called Babies Are So Smart. <laughs> I've, I've always thought this. I have always, haven't I always thought, listeners, that babies are really clever. 
Babies make sounds. They make sounds all the time. They do. Lots of Man, screaming. Many farty. Farting noises. Noises, yeah. Uh, from both ends. Yes, yes. All sorts of sounds. Sometimes from the middle. But then, about seven months in, they start making rhythmic sounds uh, called babbling. Babbling. Like a brook. And so, so they do that sort of ba, 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 ba. They make rhythmic sounds. Hmm. Now, what happens is that's actually training their voice box and their tongue for speech. Mm. Okay. Now, yeah. the, the generally held consensus among scientists is that our brains are ready for speech. Mm. And so this exhibits itself even, in even the human ability. Even children who are taken away, though they'll never be great uh, at speech, can still develop speech later on. Like, if you, if you don't develop speech at that period of time, you'll never be great at speech, but you can still develop yeah. speech. So it's, is it hardwired into us? I don't know, but we do seem to generate it well, very quickly. that's the thing. Ooh. It is hardwired into Ooh, us, okay. and that's what I'm going to get to. Ooh. Or at least this part, the, the babbling, mm. the ba-ba-ba-ba, and the ga-ga-ga. Some people think that the word, the word baby is very similar all around the world, mm. and the ba-ba-ba is a very common Ah. Babbling. Yeah, so, so they're making a sound of them. It's onomatopoeia. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, that's interesting. So on a, oh, I, I, I hate... I, it, one of our rules on this is don't redo a story from Cracked, I think. Yes. And don't redo something from QI. Yes. Because everyone's seen them. Yes. But there was some mention on there that possibly the, the ma-ma is a sort of an intrinsic sound of wanting something close to you and da-da is that over there. Oh. So Mama is here and Dada is that guy over there. <laughs> that seems like he's boring. over da. That seems boring. She's to me. Ma and she's over da. That's uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know about maybe, that. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I thought it was a bit stretched it too. It feels a bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes. But what about deaf children? What about deaf children? Deaf children who are brought up in an environment we with deaf adults. Probably not listening to this podcast. No, and traditionally we've we've made a lot of fun of deaf people. Have we? At no, well, I have. <laughs> On the p- At no risk, because they can't hear us to, uh, to get upset. That's true. We have an unsurprisingly low deaf listenership. Yes. Yes. But if a baby is born into a deaf environment mm. and they're deaf, then they make a lot of movements. Oh, they move their hands. Oh, really? When they're seven months old, Ooh. their movements change their uh, rhythm. Become like ba ba ba. And so, yeah, and so they actually Ooh. babble with their hands and they change Ooh. from a sort of a chaotic movement to a regimented movement of trying to mimic uh, movements with the same rhythm yeah. as the ba-ba-ba. Would, would a deaf child, let's say I had a child and that child was deaf, I don't speak sign language, so would that child therefore start having rhythmic motion if it hadn't seen me doing it at this point? What they say is that this behaviour could only have resulted if all babies are born with a sensitivity to specific rhythmic patterns at the heart of human language and the capacity to use them. Ah, so this thing is hardwired. Tying it back, that is, it seems like a hardwired yeah. thing deep inside us. That's really intriguing. Where did that come from? Mm. Like what evolutionary path leads to hardwired hardwired language. I mean, language is really... Well, language is so important, well, so much of a benefit to a species. I suppose so, but, but maybe it's not language is hardwired, babbling is hardwired, and that leads to language. Maybe. That, see, that would make more I guess sense it all feeds into itself. Yes. If and one thing, one thing that's a learned behaviour supports one thing that's a... But maybe an animal a... babbled. Maybe our forebears babbled, but it didn't lead to... It just, they just ran around making noises, blah, 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 whatever. That was something they did. And then it's only when the brain expanded and actually could suddenly use that input or have make an output from the input maybe it, it wouldn't it, to me it seems like a very complicated thing to come from one step what there's a thing step? called baby sign language really yeah and adults with can speak and mm. ha- have language they actually teach their baby sign language because speaking is hard yeah. like it's a really delicate mm. process mm. but great big movements like sign language are much easier for a child to pick up on mm. so you can teach a child to communicate using sign language much faster. Like a chimp. Yes, like a chimp. Because chimps can't do the language. Chimps are so smart. They are quite smart. Uh, I know that my sister-in-law actually taught her child the sign language for help because one thing that kids get frustrated with is sometimes they want you to help them, Hmm. but sometimes they're frustrated, but they, they want to figure it out for themselves. And so this was a really good thing to go, if you want help, signal me for help, and they do the help thing, and that's mummy's turn to jump in, but not to... Modelly coddle them yes, and, yes. and such. So, so it's like a serious help thing. Like this, yeah. I only use this when you're eating by crocodiles. No, no, no. It's it's oh. if you're if you want to get down off the chair and ah. 
like maybe the kid's so, like, no, I want to. I'm going to do this myself. Yes. And and he's just doing it and dealing with it and mm. being frustrated, but mm. learning. Or the kid's like, no, I've, I've given up. Help, help. Oh. I'm ready for. So you make the gesture. Yeah. Then you get you get lift up. Oh, okay. But there is a. Sure. But some of these kids are amazing. There are some videos online of kids with quite a large vocabulary when they want juice, when they want water, when mm. they're tired. It. it minimises some of the frustration of uh, not being able to communicate uh, yes. quite early. It must, it must only, be frustrating. Actually. The only problem is that a lot of people say that if the child can communicate so effectively so early on, yeah. it inhibits their ability to talk. They have no reason to they learn. They have no, no the reason to learn it. Yes. yes. And so a lot of people are like, okay, we're going to stop that. Bullshit. Oh, right. It's absolutely bullshit. Right. In fact, children learn language faster mm. because they are getting uh, the positive feedback of, oh, this that. is what communication can yeah, do. That makes sense too. But, I mean, children can learn lots of languages. I mean, it's adults, I mean, adults can learn lots of languages too. It's harder for us, but yeah. our brains are still plastic enough to, to learn languages and learn new skills. The yeah. old dog, new tricks is rubbish. Total rubbish. But uh, children in a multilingual environment can learn all the languages. And yeah, yeah. confused about that. So why would sign language be any different? It makes sense yeah. to me. Only thing I can sign, I can sign one thing. Not well, I can sign lots of things, but unfortunately, a very useless setting. I can sign Peter Gabriel's Red Rain. Really? Red Rain. Why my sister, uh, the speech pathologist I mentioned earlier on the podcast, hopefully you left that in, uh, otherwise <laughs> made, that reference made no sense. Uh, she. Well, got... now that you've talked about what happened then, it all works itself out <laughs> through the magic of editing. <laughs> she, uh, she's a speech pathologist. Or just exposition and being really obvious about it all. <laughs> She, uh, uh, Let's just do a quick synopsis of everything that's happened up until this I'm point. I'm now going to segue very, very subtly. Look at me, sister. So, sister, speech pathologist. Speech pathologist and could sign and, and do Auslan. And she was trying to teach me some. And a good way to do it is a song that you know, because you already know the song, and, there, and, you, and you, you can go through it. And so I learned to do Red Rain. Now, that's really only useful if I'm at a Peter Gabriel concert and he's forgotten the words to his own song. I can then stand in front of him and sign his song ah. back to him. I can't see any other point to it. Because it's something like, red rain is falling down, red rain. We can't, you know, it's a useless skill. But I have it. I've got a new segment. Yeah, another one. Yeah. What possibly can you do? Hang on, babies are smart, babies are dumb, babies are not human. <clears throat> Scientists are so smart. <laughs> I'm loving this. So deaf ones. Yes, specifically. Yes. Oh, okay. Do you know how to sign the word photosynthesis? I do not. No, no one does. Oh. You have to spell it. Oh, goodness. What about uh, organism? Uh, no. You have to spell it. Yes. Mass? Surely the have to mass. You have to spell it. Goodness me. Yeah, all these things that you have to spell. And so deaf people who want to become scientists are at this terrible imposition that they're going to be learning slower. Yeah. Because all, there are all these scientific terms that don't and have they're really signs. Long. They're really long. Really long. It's a shockingly Very long. Very frustrating. So at the Gallat University, there is a forum that has been created called the ASL STEM Forum. Mm -hmm. And they are actually getting people to submit ideas for... Sign language. Hang on, hang on. Before, you, before you go on, before you go on, yeah. I just have to come in and say, really? Because I have seen shows where they like Barack Obama, he has his own sign now. Because deaf yes. people create a sign. Yes. It's a language, it evolves. Like, we, we can't go, well, they go, Barack, and they, they make a sign and it spreads virally or like a meme. Uh, well, this obviously, these scientific, any that have been developed in scientific. Hasn't scenarios spread. haven't spread, oh. so they're making a considered effort to make these the official ah, signs. I see in American sign language. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Oddly mm. enough, Australian sign language and American sign language are two different languages. Mm, they are very what different. A, what a pain! Is that, yes, all the Auslan is quite different to all of them. Yes. Yes, and they're all different to each other. But yes, they have developed some. Now you might have to describe this to the audience because right. I learned some. Okay, Dan is so, doing so scientific land. Now this one, this one is organism. Organism, just like that. Dan has put his fingers up, kind of like, like if you were doing an L for loser from Glee, that thing, but on a slight forty-five degree angle with both hands and met them in the center. So it kind of looks like he's made a spade in the center of his hands. If that makes sense, his fingers and thumb, and that's organism. And now he's waxing the Mr Miyagi's car. Yes, so that's organism. That was two things. Yes, so two, spade, so that, spade wax. Yeah, spade wax. That's organism. Uh, oh, there you go. What's the next one? That's pretty cool. We should probably take a photo of Dan doing that and put him on the website. I'll link to someone doing it even better. Even better. Here's another one that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Dissolve. 
dissolve. Dan uh, took all his fingers and... Uh, like forks. Forks and uh, in front of him, as if he was putting on gloves in a medical uh, situation, and then he lowers his hands to the side and down and closes his hands up, as if a, a, uh, a squid was going into a hole. Yes. That was quite confusing. That was... That's Dissolve. I, I like Dissolve. That, that yeah. makes sense. I like that one. Better than Spade... Spade Wax. Oh, you're going to like this oh, one. Yeah, okay, yes. This is Chromosome. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't should tell me. I should try and guess them. Oh, that's true. Yes. Any others? Well, that's it. No, a couple. Okay, good. Oh, he's pretty... Okay. The, the gesture is what happens if you grabbed a DNA uh, and, and untwirled it, basically. So he's linked his two hands together into circles and then twisted and pulled apart as if he was untwirling the double helix. Yes. That's quite, I quite like that. It's that's pretty, isn't it? That's a nice one. Yeah. Now, the that thing is, sense. this is going to help deaf people who want to learn science, mm. and it, they're not going to be held back. Yes. And they're going to be able to learn as fast. But in some instances, they're actually going to be able to get different scientific ideas a little more effectively. Mm. For instance, with language, the difference between mass and weight mm. isn't obvious, and you have to explain it. Yeah, not to the layperson, yes. Yes. But I'm going to show you two signs, and you tell me which one's mass and which one's weight. Sure. Okay, he's doing, doing this one. Okay, so he's got three fingers running horizontally, and it looks like he's patting the top of a very tall camel or something. So he's looking back and forth with three fingers. That's one of them, yes. And the other one is he's seesawing two fingers across another two fingers. So is the three fingers running horizontally mass? The three fingers running horizontally is mass, mass. because mass is all about acceleration yes. and resistance to yes. acceleration. And, uh, and the other one's seesawing is weight. as in Being two, affected by gravity. Gravity. Ah, oh, that's quite clever. I like that one. So they're actually yes. going to come out a little bit ahead of the curve there. Well done, deaf people. Yeah. Scientists are really smart. <laughs> Welcome to the Walk of Shame. Woo-hoo. We will find out all the things that we got wrong in previous podcasts and set them right. Indeed. The way science is supposed to be done. Exactly right. It's what only thing that makes this scientific a lot of the time <laughs> is that we have nice people who tell us they're wrong and we actually work out a lot of time. We were speaking a lot of crap. So that's why it's always very useful. Yes. So what have we got this time? I said that Douglas Adams invented the internet. In fiction? Yes. And you said that not really, Dan. Not really, really, Dan. No, not really. I still stand by that. Rubbish. But he he developed the sub-Ethernet, which was an entire service that allowed you to move stuff out. And a listener by the name of Steve mentioned that possibly the Hitchhiker's Guide was just a single app on a a universe-spanning sub-Ether network. Oh, I see. No, I I can... Like Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I can probably give you that. That's that's, that's interesting. And I know that's that's fine. I I will walk the walk of shame for that one. Except, yeah, I do have a problem with anyone who wrote books after 1969. Why 1969? That's when the internet kind of came into existence. What? So that, it was around before I was born. It was around before you were born. My I friend. spent so many years not using the internet. Well, most people didn't. The Queen sent emails before you. The Queen sent email, her first email in 1974 or five. Cut. I can't remember the exact date. Wow, it's a long time ago. So it was the Queen of England, by the way. People wondering which Queen I'm talking about. There, Queen Elizabeth II. There's a bunch of them. There's, yes, but no, I was being a little bit Anglo-centric there, and I apologise. So you know, the ARPANET, which was the pre-runner to the internet, and and not saying lots of people knew, but really, you can, I mean, maybe you could quibble. Who'd she send the email to? Who, I, that I don't know. Matthew Broderick. Uh, probably. Yes. Everybody yeah. <laughs> he took his shirt off, and she was very excited. So um, yes, that's I, Matthew I can, McConaughey. I, I think. You're oh, right. who's Matthew Broderick? War games. Oh, war games. Oh, see, Ferris there was a, there was a DARPA net thing going uh, on. Oh, there Ferris was a... Bueller. He's talking to Ferris Bueller. No, 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 no. He didn't. Well, he's I like Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. But he's still in pretty, war games. He he's on the internet. In he was Ferris on a bulletin board. I think most and people attached... have known from Ferris Bueller and not from war games. That's not the point. I, I think it is the point, Dan. Ferris Bueller was cool. The guy from War Games. You don't even remember his name. It's the guy from War Games. All right, let's move on. Okay, so uh, I, I'm going to stand by that you're rubbish. And, no, no, I'm a little bit queasy about things, uh, the, anyone who wrote us the internet about 1969, because they could have heard about something already, ideas, and gone, oh, wait, I'm extrapolating from that idea. Uh, I guess you're right. Uh, I guess no one invented the internet. But I was still wrong. Uh, I've been look- I looked into this as well, and I was totally wrong as well. Oh, who set you straight? Um, uh, actually, it was, it was me. Right. <laughs> As in, I, I looked it up, and, and I found out that, that I was very, very wrong. Uh, it must have been in some 
obscure text that someone invented the internet. Very Something obscure. no one has ever heard of. <laughs> yes, well, it's a little, little book called 1984. By George Orwell, By George the Orwell. forerunner of the Orwellian movement. That's right. There's an internet-like machine in every house, so you could get information from and you could connect to. And it wasn't like the internet. Yeah, 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 but, but those machines were designed to sort of extract all your information about you so that the large powers in the world could actually use that to their own machinations. Whereas the internet... <laughs> Uh-oh. Walk of shame and fear. So we had a listener called Alan, mm-hmm. and he put forward the scenario. I don't know whether this is a walk of shame yet or not. Mm, okay. I, I don't know how to answer this question, so I'm putting this out to the listeners. Sure. He said that in a building that was made of gold, mm-hmm. would the gold act as a heat sink and make the internals of the building cool all the time? I... That's a good... Ooh. Now, ah. a heat sink just moves heat conducts heat from the hot place to the cold place yes, pretty quickly, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, would have to go. I'm... Uh, I would have thought it would be like living in a tin shed. Yes, I, I must admit, I don't... My guess, don't need a guess, my guess is that gold has low thermal inertia so that it doesn't take much for it to lose heat or gain heat because mm. it's metal, it passes heat quite easily. So oh, I don't see why it would always be cold. Unless, unless he's saying the ground is always cold and therefore it's sucking heat from the atmosphere. Mm. And, I don't know. Someone build a gold building and get back to us on this one. But my guess is no. Yeah. I think it would get very, very hot very, very quickly and then it would get very, very cold very, okay. very quickly. But if we're wrong, if we've put this idea in your head and you're starting to think about it, Mm. Put us right. Yes. Point us at the peer-reviewed gold publications. There must be all the basic physics that would get us yes it's on a, it, track. It is a metal though, so you've got to remember it is a, it is a metal, and it is yeah, it, yeah. It's that makes me think it, it will behave like other metals, mm. like a tin shed, as you just said. We like to end the podcast with a song, and I have a nice little song, scientific key and about maths. No. No. What do you mean? No. I'm this gonna... is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. No, no. I want to do this one about science and maths. And I edit it so I can do whatever I want. Damn it. <laughs> and I doing? have written a Christmas song. Oh. It is coming up to Christmas. Hooray. Yes. Or Yule. Or Saturnalia. Or, or Decemberween. Or the, or the dark months if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. So mm. I wrote a song about Christmas. Is it scientific? A little bit. A little bit <laughs> sci-fi. Sci-fi? Sounds even better. Yes. Thrill me. All right. Lying in bed and I'm anxious And I don't know why There's a visitor coming And he's flying in now through the sky Sleep like the dead sugar plums in my head While I rest But my visions have changed And there's stuff that won't be repressed I'm not supposed to recall when you pass through my wall, but I've been remembering, slowly remembering a great Christmas, a great Christmas. I left out some milk and a Something to eat and to drink isn't what he wants to take He knows where it comes from, it's squeezed from that thing that says moo And he knows how it works, cause he's probed lots of them all the way through I'm not supposed to recall that your hands were so small But I've been remembering, slowly remembering Great Christmas A great Christmas This isn't how you treat your guests They did horrible intimate Penetrative tests on Comet, on Cupid, on Donna, and Blitzen. 
It wasn't their nose that went red. But I've been remembering, slowly remembering, a great Christmas. A great Christmas. A heat in my sinuses. Memories are starting to dull. He left me a gift, and that gift is a strip inside my skull. Or was it a train on some tracks, and a ball, and a bat? I'm finding it hard to recall. Was he slender man or fat? I'm not supposed to recall. Jolly. Remembering, slowly remembering. White Christmas. White Christmas. White Christmas. White There you go. Now it's stuck in your ears. That's really, I like that. That's like, so what makes a man go jolly Santa Claus and a grey alien with a probe? Well, What's wrong with you? I woke up one morning. Ah! I, I, yeah, I hate those frigging grey aliens. Yeah, 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 that's uh, th there was research that men almost always sleep on the side of the bed mm. that is closest to the door. Uh -huh. Because there's a certain sense of protecting the woman the women. from anything well, that well, comes on, through the door. Let's just say their partner. Oh, yeah, their partner. But obviously this is a male-female thing that I'm trying to get across. Oh, okay, right. The man is the big protector oh, I see, right. and the woman is the dainty little thing that must be protected. So men tend to sleep on the side of the door to protect the woman folk. Oh, I, see. As I said, frog princess, I've got to be on this side of the bed. Mm. That way I can protect you from anyone who comes through the door. Mm. And she said, yeah. And secretly I was like, and I stay as far away from that window as possible. <laughs> Because I can't protect you from the thing I in the window. those things with the big eyes. <laughs> but I won't. There's one on the door. They're, I, They're I, called French people, Dan. They're just people. I was challenged <laughs> to write a song about Christmas. And I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. And then one morning I woke up and just had the idea of grey Christmas in my head. Just, the, just that phrase, yes, grey Christmas. Grey and I went, Christmas. what does that mean? And I went, oh, no. Very, I liked it. Very nice. And, and then, of course... They, he comes at night, mm -hmm. leaves gifts. Like the bright lights. Terrifying. Yeah. It, all, it wrote itself. That's very good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you can take that all the way to Christmas. Because this is the last podcast of the year for Smart Enough to Know Better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2013. It, that's it for 2013. Goodness me. We've had a pretty exciting time this year. In yeah. 2012. What are you talking about? What? End of, oh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, <laughs> We're time-travelling. Yeah, time we, traveling. we do segments about maths. Yay. I hope you're having a good end of the year, and we will see you in 2013, where, where there will be a lot more science, comedy, and ignorance. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And you've been listening to Greg at smartenough.org. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're SE2KB. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're SE2KB. If you want to go to our forums... Go to smartenough.org, <laughs> click on the forum button. That's right, and, and rouse at me for doing stuff. <laughs> you know who you are. And have a merry, merry Christmas, have where you hardly get probed at all. Unless you want to. You know, everyone has a, a certain type of Christmas present, I guess. Pink Christmas. Ah, it's the brown Christmas that I'm <laughs> concerned about. Oh, you know, any point in a storm. Yay! I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Tonight's gonna be a good night. A good night. That sounds like the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> You keep moving it around. Uh, you
wouldn't, you wouldn't be using that bit anyway. You're, you're like... That's awesome. If I just do this the whole podcast, people get really confused at what the hell is going they on. Think I'm, they think uh, I'm doing a podcast with a B. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, Asm- Asmo. Gives it Asmo. Asmo. Yeah, that thing's freaky. Kill it with fire. You don't have to. Just push it on some stairs. No, no, no. It's it's better now. It's running. It's running. walking downstairs. Uh, no, no, Did you no. not see it on QI? No, it didn't run. It's sort of. Well, no, there's walking downstairs, and there's being like a 75 year old man going downstairs. It was like on my hips. I could probably kick it in the knee and get past it. Maybe. I'm not that worried about. I don't know. Have you seen that big dog thing? The big DARPA dog. It's oh, a big the, robot oh, dog that you kick it and it, yeah, and it comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that scares the piss out of me. Yeah. That's or, yeah, no. or the... And it goes, and it goes, because <laughs> the engine is like, it's a petrol engine, two-stroke. Yeah. It's terrifying. So or the block fun. of quadru- oh, quadcopters. No, 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 stop now. No, they, they worry me. The one that made me go, we're dead, is the one where they, they actually, for some reason, training a quadcopter to leap through a window-sized shape at a human figure. Look, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just put a bomb on it and be done with it? Because you can stand there, something, it'll go, ha, boom! Like, why, why is that a good idea? Oh, I know. Make it attack human forms through a window. <gasps> Great, it can... Why do we do this? That's not sensible. And in the end, robots will go, well, of course we had to kill you. you. That's all we learned was how to get you through windows. We had nothing else to do. Like, whoop. And they build the... That's what I don't like. Even if you close your window, you know, oh, my God, the robot's coming. They can, like, take blocks. And, like, eight of them just build a tower out of blocks. Mm. Which they don't need because they're flying. But they just build the tower to prove how screwed you are. Yeah. And Asmo slowly climbs it. And then, of course, there's the tree-cutting monster. Oh, God, that's not a robot, though, is it? That, that, isn't that like a man? I think there's a pilot in oh, there, but God. what's that? You put a robot pirate in there. Uh, it's a giant spider yeah, in the I, forest. I, I go, what's it? It's like zombies. It doesn't come fast, but it comes. It won't stop. It won't sleep. So, and you won't sleep because you'll be here. It cuts out every tree to get to you. And then a lot of robots, the little flying ones, make a little platform for it to climb up and get you. <sighs> robots. They're like, they're like mechanical zombies. Smart ones. Smart, well, not that smart. But they're getting smarter. They are, yeah. Not like zombies. Zombies are just getting faster. <laughs> yes, like World War Z the movie. <laughs> Childhood's the hard bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says. Childhood was the hardest part of my life. This adulthood's been a doozy. Hasn't it? What are you, a turtle? Picked off the beach by gulls? <laughs> no, no. I I staved off that madness. Did you? I avoided that yeah. pitfall, yeah, 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 and yeah. here I am having the time of my fucking life. <laughs> Hated being a kid. Did you really? Oh, it's the best time of your life. No, it wasn't. Being an adult's the best thing ever. It's brilliant. I might have nachos for. Di- I'm I'm having burgers for dinner. I'm having hamburgers for dinner. Ah, uh, Pastan just cried himself to sleep. Yeah, he probably had to use greens or something. Yeah. yeah. Too bad, buddy. <laughs> All this can be yours, future past Dan. <laughs> Work harder at school, boy, for God's sakes. <laughs> ah. I had my own musical lap dance. Uh, no. Yeah, actually, there's <laughs> three. Right. Sure. Now I'm going to throw dolls at you. How close should I be playing? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, he's, he's getting his moronic acid out. <laughs> oh god, that's a horrible term for it. Ad infinitum. She wrote a song about ad infinitum. Make it very short. <laughs> that's very good. I think it's pronounced Kayshak. Is it? I think so. Yeah. And, and, I am not a. Uh... Yes. Okay, I can get back to you. I'll do it again. I'll but, do it. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, that was the. Run through. Oh, yeah, we're not recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we are recording. Oh, okay. But... Cool. All right. We'll do it. So, K-Shack. K-Shack. Yep. It's also double K or something weird, isn't it? It's like really. <laughs> Make sure you convey that <laughs> in the audio. K-Shack. K-K-K-K-K. Give a shit. K-K-K-K-K-Shack. K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-